Today on The John Ankerberg Show, we will take you to the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Uganda and other African nations surrounding them. In these countries, people seem to always be living with war and bloodshed. Jesus commanded Christians to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all the nations. But how can we do this when wars are commonplace, languages are many, and murders, rapes, and brutality happen routinely? Over 200 different languages are spoken in the Congo and 41 different languages in Uganda. The last huge war in the Congo happened between 1998 to 2003 and resulted in the deaths of 5.4 million people and displaced 4.5 million people more, many who are still living in neighboring countries. Two million children faced starvation and many people fled to Uganda during the war. Today, my guest is Morgan Jackson, director of Faith Comes by Hearing, who will tell us how revival has recently broken out in the Bitty Bitty refugee camp when people heard the words of Jesus in their own language for the very first time on this edition of The John Ankerberg Show. Welcome to our program. I'm John Ingeberg, and my guest is Morgan Jackson, who's the Senior Vice President of Faith Comes by Hearing. And today we're going to take you into Africa. We've been talking in the past about the Bitty Bitty Camp, which is started by the United Nations, when in the South Sudan they had a war going on. It seems like there's a war going on in South Sudan all the time. There's another one going on right now. Well, the people fled, and they fled to Uganda, and the United Nations started with just 20,000 people. And Morgan called me and said, listen, we could send uh, some audio Bibles to those people, 20,000. So we'd send uh, one audio Bible per 100 people. In one year, that grew from 20,000 people, it went to 100,000 people. The next year it went from 100,000 people to 200,000 people. And the next year it went and broke all the records and became the biggest refugee camp that the United Nations had, 300,000 people. And we were giving them audio Bibles all along the way. And actually, in part of the Bitty Bitty Camp in Uganda, revival broke out because some of the people that were listening to the audio Bibles that you folks sent Revival broke out. The United Nations didn't even have guards. They didn't need guards to, to guard these people because they were some of the greatest people they'd ever met. And we heard about that, and we were so happy. But the fact is, many of you that gave, that's what happened. But we're going to talk a little bit more. The people that were involved in giving out those in the camps, and you're seeing a little bit of the camp here in the back, the fact is... Uh, they have gone to other places that are camps. And we want to talk about the children that come into these camps. And uh, Morgan, you can tell these stories better than I can, but the ones that I remember is that if a kid came into a camp, he didn't necessarily come with his mother because his mother might have been raped and another neighbor picked up the kid and took them and fled down into Bitty Bitty. 
and they had to go through Uganda, and there's 50 different tribes, and those tribes were at war with each other, so you got to almost sneak through the jungle to get down to the United Nations uh, camp. But uh, I always wondered about the Bitty Bitty camp, why it took people that were looking for their own children two weeks to find them. And then I found out that it was so big that they had actually gotten a guy from New York City and he took the measurements of New York City and he measured out an area in the jungles there that was as big as New York City and the Bitty Bitty Camp filled that whole area. And so if you were looking for your own child that had gone with a neighbor or a friend or your husband or somebody who had escaped ahead of you, it would take you maybe two weeks to find them and you, you, you didn't know if they were dead or alive. Sometimes they weren't alive and that was the problem. It was a terrible situation. Uh, all I remember, Morgan, is that the women that did make it that had been raped, 70% of the women in the Bitty Bitty camp had been raped and they would just sit there and they would be traumatized and they would just stare. They'd give them one meal a day and the covering, a little tent, and they wouldn't even talk. And the only way they would start to talk was because we sent them an audio proclaimer. And as they would listen to it, it would kind of bring them out of the trance and they would start to talk to their neighbor and they would listen to that they come to know Christ as Savior, and pretty soon whole groups of people, and then they'd start a church, and this is where the revival broke out. But I want to talk about some of the other camps that have been started, and some of the people that worked in the Bitty Bitty Camp have gone to some of the other places, and I want to talk about the children today, so start me off. Well, John, the tool that you're talking about is the Proclaimer, and so I think it was five, six years ago the Brent with Promise Child. Promise Child is one of our favorite child sponsorship ministries because they don't just take care of children, but they take care of children like in this case in the most traumatizing area where sometimes they, they're orphaned, they've lost both parents or they've lost a father or a mother and they themselves have been brutalized. And so they come into these situations and Promise Childs will take them, put them in, create schools, but they also do church planting. And so Promise Child has come to us. They looked at Bitty Bitty and said, we got 300,000 people. This is just unmanageable. What do we do? And we had all of the languages that were spoken in the camp. At that time, it was about nine. And we said, what we'll do is we'll provide, if John and the donors will provide the funds, we can provide one per hundred. Do you have the staff and people? And it, and it gave them a clear plan. So they just started in a corner with four or five of the languages, and they just began to roll it out. Now, once everybody started hearing, then they started demanding and asking. And so every time we'd come in, you'd have a man approach one of our workers, and he had a list of 80-some people on each individual paper of somebody who agreed that they would start a listening group, and they'd made the commitment. And they literally had a list of the people who would come to that listening group. Now, these tribal groups had killed each other in Sudan, so there's no peace in this community. And so people come looking and seeing other tribes, vengeance, anger, murder is in their heart, unforgiveness. And when they hear the scriptures, it's only scripture that pierces into the heart. And it was actually the passion of Christ where he's being beaten. And these people are getting angry because this is what's happened to them. They have been 
didn't do anything wrong, and yet somebody came into their community, killed their husband, beat their children, beat them, raped them, and so their anger is going up. Then they get him on the cross, and Jesus says, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And in that moment, it's one of those Holy Spirit moments where the Holy Spirit just says, If Jesus Christ is forgiving them, you have to forgive others. And in that moment, it's when they break, they accept Christ, and they forgive. And then you move from this anger, this depression, to this peace, this joy. And people receiving freedom from the evil dreams, receiving freedom from their burden of of unforgiveness, then will begin to share it. In fact, they're going back into the Sudan. But it's then led from Bidi Bidi to revival. There's churches and schools throughout Uganda, prisons that are receiving it. But of recent, a couple years ago, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where war is constant, Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of people have been fleeing from the Democratic Republic of Congo into Uganda to become safe. And they're coming with, again, the same things. Children who have been killed, neighbors who have been killed, husbands who have been killed, wives who have been killed and raped. And so um, last year, Brent asked us, could you provide a thousand proclaimers? Mm -hmm. And we provided those a year and a half ago to them. Mm -hmm. And they took them out into those communities and they began to start the listening groups. But before they did it, they gathered a thousand of those leaders together They had nine different languages, and they were playing them throughout this week of training and prayer and trauma healing. Somebody that was there said it was a thousand different tongues in different languages. People began to dance, and forgiveness happened, and they began to sing and shout. And they were relieved. A miracle happened. Now, those people took those proclaimers that your donors provide, and they, when you read the report, it's like this thick of churches being planted. Now, Brent just came in with 2,500 more that you all provided. But when he arrived, he was telling me the story of Helen. Helen is an unbelievable story. So from the first thousand, Helen has come in from the Democratic Republic of Congo. She has two children that didn't come with her. She doesn't know if they're alive or dead. Her husband is killed. She's in this camp. She's got a little tent. She's struggling to find enough food. And so in her hopelessness, and lostness, she decided that she was going, which many are doing, to kill her children and herself. So she dug shallow graves for them and herself, and she went to buy poison. But on her way, under a tree was somebody with a proclaimer in her language. And she heard the scriptures, and the scriptures reach out, and they, they grab you in an instance. And it grabbed her in that instance. She stopped. And as she listened, she fell for Christ, believed in Christ, accepted Christ, repented, and did not kill her children. Now, in that day, now suddenly hope was birthed. Darkness to light immediate. She then pled, because this was not her community, to get her own proclaimer. She then received a proclaimer, took it back to her area, started under a tree, And over the next six months, over a hundred people came to faith in Christ. And so they reached out to Promise Child saying, we want a building. And so the people themselves set aside some land. They began to make mud bricks, firing them. They built the bricks, but they didn't have the tin roof. And so this is where Promise Child, through their donors, provided the tin roof and a pastor. 
So again, just a national guy. They called him, and he came to be their pastor. But you look at the pictures, and you see 50 people lined up to be baptized. You see 20 people ready to be baptized in a, a, a muddy river with excitement. Each proclaimer going out, bringing peace, bringing hope, bringing deliverance from demonic oppression, bringing healing as they've gone out. So he brought these 2,500. He's been getting through customs freely every time. This time they got locked up. And they accused him of being a terrorist. They were demanding a high amount of money. They didn't know if they were going to release it. And so his workers were getting hammered. He finally got a meeting with uh, the customs guy, came in. The guy was like, why are you here? Are you a terrorist? Are these terrorist devices? Why are you bringing them in the country? And he was, he was put off. But then he noticed the guy had a Bible on the back shelf. He said, can I see your Bible? Hand him the Bible, and he read him the Great Commission. He said, this is why we're here. And he started telling him the stories of how the audio Bible was changing people. Called a couple pastors, had him hear from them. And so the pastor started releasing, I'm going to give you each a proclaimer, he said. So there was five of the workers there. Well, we can read, we can read. No, 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 the Bible's to be heard. And so he, he gave them proclaimers, but it, it's in Swahili. Well, then he said, oh, you guys have phones. He pulled up Bible is. He found each one of them in their national language, downloaded it for them, and started listening. They're all laughing and smiling. He walks out. They've given him the proclaimers. Next time, let us know. We'll come right through. His staff is just looking at these guys who have just been berating <laughs> them, now just saying, oh, go. You know, and there's like, mm -hmm. what just happened? Mm -hmm. And so now 2,500 were distributed a couple months ago. These are ones that were provided by your donors. Mm -hmm. And they're going out not just into the Bidi Bidi camp and the camp from the DRC, but throughout Uganda, right. in schools and in places. Now, the thing I love is most of our listeners are children in these camps. And that's why I love Promise Child, because they're focused on these children and the fact that they these children have gone through tremendous trauma. But what they're telling us is only the Word of God is what is able to bring about peace from the trauma. Now, last week, my staff was talking to me and showing me pictures in Ethiopia from one of the proclaimers that you all provided. Now, I think this proclaimer is probably the most effective proclaimer in the history of, of our ministry, mm -hmm. but it's in a hospital. And so this doctor has been working there for 30 years. People come from great distances. You know, healthcare is, is almost non-existent exactly. in Ethiopia. People are coming, hoping to, to be healed. Uh, of course, some of them come and they die, but this doctor has a pastor friend who got him this proclaimer. And what they do is they have a sound system in all the rooms. And so every day, they'll just put the proclaimer down and they will then put the microphone on it, and they broadcast it throughout all of the hospital. And they have the people in the different rooms all gathered together to listen together and have the conversation. And then they go around and talk and pray with the people. They say, we want people to come and be healed, but it's most important that they come and they don't receive just health, but they receive eternal life. And so they have a book where they showed me these different books. They have 160,000 names. Now, not all of those were related to Faith Comes by Hearing, 
But these last years, they've said this has been the most effective tool they've ever had. So as people hear in their mother tongue, they're coming to faith in Christ. Most of them can't read and write. But when they will come in the room, they'll say, write my name down in that book. And Mel Morris, our CFO, is saying, Morgan, that's, that's the book of life. <laughs> that's a book of life. Those names are written now in the book of life. And it just hit me. I thought, you know, your donors are sending out a proclaimer. And it's going into a community and village. And as people are hearing, their name is being written on a page. And I just saw these pages from this Ethiopian uh, hospital going up to be in heaven, being added to God's book of life. And I keep thinking... You know, how many pages will you, how many pages will, how many proclaimers? Some people, because of the match, have provided 10 and 20 and 30. How many pages of people's names have been written down in that book of life? When I first began to work in Ethiopia, a guy told me he would take evangelists out. They were illiterate, so they couldn't read or write. And they came back with strings. And he said, when somebody came to faith in Christ the person would tie a knot in the string. And people would come up to him and say, please, put a knot on that string for me. Mm-hmm. I believe in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't have time. In, in the Turkana area, we have churches. It, there's famine going on. And I mean, I don't understand these kind of famines where people don't eat for a week or two weeks. And so in one of these areas, there's four women. They haven't eaten for a week. All of their animals are now gone, that they survive off of. They heard of a church, you know, about a day's walk, and in their desperation, they walked to that place. Uh, And when the pastor saw them, of course, their language is slow, their skin is dried. He doesn't have much, but he took what food he had and and fed them. And as they were rejuvenated, and he gave them all he had, he then took the same opportunity to take out a proclaimer and in the Turkana language. And the Turkana people have been resistant to the gospel because it's always come in Swahili, in English, in a language that's not their own. But when they hear it in their own language, and so as he played it for them for these hours while they ate and while they rejuvenated, they were so amazed by Jesus. And all four women, Sarah was the, the main one that had brought them, came to faith in Christ. And after they came to faith in Christ, they then returned to their village. But within several days, Sarah, one of the three, died from the, uh, the famine-related illnesses. The other three take comfort knowing that she had come to faith in Christ. Whoever provided that proclaimer provided the way for that name, Sarah's name, to be written in the book of life. And so I am so thankful. We have a donor who offered a match. And so they're saying anybody that will provide one proclaimer, they'll provide one. Then we have another anonymous donors that says if, if somebody will provide a proclaimer, they'll provide one as well. So any gift today of a proclaimer will actually yield three. And on average, 90 people will listen and be discipled coming to Christ through one proclaimer. So that means you're going to have 270 people 
three proclaimers. That'll start usually four listening groups, so about 12 listening groups. And I think people understand that the funds that they give to the John Ankenberg program covers not only the cost of the proclaimer, but the cost to produce this program and to air it in 200 countries around the world. But I just really want to thank the John Ankerberg donors. When I saw this recent report from Promise Child, and if, if you like child sponsorship, please look them up and support a child through them. They're a great organization. But when I saw their report, and I just saw the thousands and thousands of people who are coming to faith in Christ and the proclaimers under the trees. And that's the church, is a tree church. Absolutely. Uh, but then eventually they build mud bricks and Promise Child will f try to find them some tent. And churches are being planted throughout the Sudan, throughout the Uganda area, throughout East Africa because of the support you've provided through John Ankerberg. So just thank you. Yeah. I've been in Ethiopia many times. I've been sick there every time I've gone. <laughs> and uh, when you said hospital, I thought I went to a hospital that looked like no hospital I had ever been in before. It was basically a bed and an open shutter where more dust was coming in. And I've, I've also been there and uh, many times it's been that famine and people do not have anything. They're as skinny as all get out. But uh, they do listen to the Word of God. They'll come to the churches. They'll come to underneath a tree. And some of these trees are scrawny, but they'll find one that's a little bit... Shade. Got a little bit of shade. And the fact is they will listen to the Word of God. And I've been amazed how long they will sit there in the hot sun, in the shade, and they will listen. And this is all they've got. What you're looking at, this is what they've got. And uh, I appreciate all of you folks that have given so that we could provide these to people that otherwise would never hear about Jesus. People in Africa, I've met more people in Ethiopia that said, I never ever even knew who he was. And now I've invited him into my life. And it's changed their whole family, their whole village. They don't have much but they have Jesus and they've got joy in their heart. Amen. And it's because you have given. Now, thanks for being with us today and please stay tuned because I've got a personal word for you in just a minute. Stay tuned. John will be right back. Now, thanks for joining me today. When you hear of what the Christian people in the Congo and Uganda have gone through and yet have experienced God's forgiveness and lost their anger and bitterness, you can see why they want to have audio Bibles to share with their families, friends, and villages. When they desperately ask us to send them audio proclaimers, your heart goes out to them. The people in these African countries know little or nothing about Jesus. So these people are requesting that we provide them 5,000 audio Bibles to help them reach their people in their own country. And today we have two very generous donors who care so much about Africa that they have both promised to match every audio Bible God leads you to give today. And here's how it will work. If you give a gift of $500 for one audio proclaimer, a special donor will match your gift by adding one more audio proclaimer for a total of two audio proclaimers. Then another special donor will add one more audio proclaimer to your gift 
making it a total of three audio proclaimers. So your gift of $500 for one proclaimer matched by both donors will mean you'll actually be giving a total of three audio proclaimers to people in Africa. Then if you give a gift of $1,000 for two audio proclaimers, your gift will be matched by our two special donors and you'll actually be giving six audio proclaimers. And if you give a gift of $2,000 for four audio proclaimers, your gift will be matched by both of our donors and you will be giving 12 audio proclaimers. And if you wish to give a larger number of audio proclaimers, whatever size your larger gift is, each device will also be matched by our two special donors. Now, maybe today you can only give a gift of $30 for one micro SD card. If so, your gift will be matched by both of our donors, and you can provide three micro SD cards for people who can insert them into any cell phone, even if they are not connected to the internet. It will immediately let them hear the whole New Testament in their own language and allow them to watch the Jesus film. If you give a gift of $60, your gift will be matched by both donors, and you can provide six micro SD cards for their cell phones. Then third, if you provide one micro SD card and one Bible stick for a gift of $100, your gift will be matched by both donors and you will provide three micro SD cards and three Bible sticks. Now, Bible sticks are personal digital players that are battery powered and come loaded with an audio Bible and earphones so that people can listen to the Bible privately. Both the micro SD card and the Bible sticks are very valuable in African countries. So if God leads you to provide one, two, three, or four audio proclaimers to reach people who have never heard the gospel in their own language, or you wish to provide three micro SD cards to put in their phones with three Bible sticks to listen to the Bible privately. If you live in the United States, would you please call us right now at one 800-805-3030. That's 1-800-805-3030. You may also call that same number any day this week, 24 hours a day. Or you may give your gift at our website at jashow.org where we have a secure place for you to give your gift. That's jashow.org. Then, if you live in Canada, would you please call us at one 746 5803 That's 1-866-746-5803. Or you may give your gift at our Canadian website at jashow.ca. That's jashow.ca. And when we receive your gift, we will send you a receipt and a personal thank you. Then, folks, our outreach into other countries is growing so fast. As a 100% viewer-funded ministry, your non-restricted gift supports the production of a number of ministry programs and purposes, including among them the broadcasting and expansion of the airing and production of The John Ankerberg Show in the United States and international markets. The John Ankerberg Show, thanks to you, now broadcasts to potentially 4.5 billion viewers in more than 200 countries and territories. I believe God is using your gifts in a great way 
to reach people with the gospel.